and welcome to Through the Eyes of the Guide, a podcast dedicated to guides and tour managers around the world. A program to share tips and tricks, information, and to know more about this beautiful community. My name is Nicole Flores, your host, also known as Nikki Flo in social media. I'm a qualified local guide in Santiago de Chile since 1998 and a tour leader, tour conductor since 2006. Welcome to the program. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Through the Eyes of the Guide. Today we are traveling to Mexico, to the state of Michoacán, to meet Renato Hinojosa. Renato is uh, doing something very interesting. All these statistics today uh, says that we need to focus on specific themes and also to focus on locals. And Renato is doing a special project and uh, thinking about both things. So I think is, this is going to be a very interesting a very interesting episode. Renato is a local guide that works, organizes, and promotes visits to the Parque Nacional Barranca del Cupatitio. I hope I said it properly, uh, Renato. So, perfect. Uh, welcome to this episode, Renato. Please uh, let us know a little more about you first before we start our episode. Absolutely, Nikki. Thank you very much. I'm very excited about participating in your program. Thank you. Thank you. I congratulate you for, for your efforts. And I hope, I hope I have some interesting things to share with, with your audience, with the community. And I'm very happy to be here with you. No, thank, thank you. you very much for so um, let's start. Where, where are you now? And, uh, and also I want to ask you how you became a, a guide and why? Absolutely. Yes. Well, where am I? <clears throat> That's a very important question. I'm in a southern state of, of Mexico, which is the state of Michoacán, very well known for its nature. We have a coastal area, we have mountains, we have forests, uh, we have migrations of, of species that come from, from North America, such as uh, the American white pelican, which is here now. Actually, it's one of the uh, biggest attractions. Uh, we have we have gastronomy. Our our food is is well known worldwide. It's part of the world heritage, and we have history. Actually, this state is 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 the birthplace of one of the most important pre-colonial groups, which are actually in nowadays they still mm -hmm. you can still see originary people from 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 uh, from states and. I'm living in a city of Uruapan. The city of Uruapan is, is a small town. It's the second largest city in the state. And it's well known for its agricultural production of avocado. Ah. So I guess you immediately, you immediately think about yes. guacamole. And uh, well, this is, this is the place where, where we produce the largest amount of, of avocados in the world. This is where I am, actually, nice. in, in, in Ruapan. All right. And Renato, why and when you became a guide? Of course. Yeah, actually, it was 20 years ago. I remember that very clearly because we celebrated the 2000 year. I don't know if you remember that it was a big celebration. It was, uh, touristically speaking, it was huge. Yes. And I was in Cancun. So I started working as a guide 20 years ago. Cancun, year 2000, uh, it was a very, very exciting, important moment of tourism and I guess of humanity as well, 
So I started, I started 20 years ago being a guide in, in Cancun. Renato, do you remember yeah. any anecdotes from those timings? Cancun is such a great place. I absolutely do. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, as you can imagine, uh, living in Cancun is, is itself a, a turning point in, in the life of anybody. And I particularly rem remember, you know, I met these tourists. Uh, I, I was taking tourists to archaeological sites, water parks, etc. Mm -hmm. And in this group, there was this person, I think he was American, and he was, I, I remember that he was half paralyzed because he had difficulties walking, okay? Mm -hmm. So I, I like to, I, I, I used to, to talk to, to tourists by one by, by one by one, introduce myself, ask them about themselves. So, so I met this tourist and we were going to, to Chichen, Chichen Itza, which is an, an archaeological site, a very important archaeological site in Mexico. And, you know, on our way to the, to the ruins, he told me that he was sick and that he needed some kind of medicine, all right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, I was very interested about his case. And he, like, all in a sudden, he asked me, do you know where I can get some pot by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he asked me that, like, like if he was asking me, do you know where I can buy traditional candy yeah. or something like that? Yeah. And you know what? I was, I was not that experienced in that moment, and I didn't have the training, mm -hmm. that I thought, well, maybe, maybe it's a normal thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's for a normal him. thing to buy yeah. for him. And maybe here in the region, because he told me, that he knew that here in Mexico, it was very common. So uh, I told him, well, maybe maybe we can find out. Mm -hmm. Maybe we are, we arrived to the archeological site, why don't we find out? You know, I was so inexperienced and not <laughs> trained at all. That I, I followed along. I, I was trying to provide my best service. And we went to a, a store inside the park, inside the site, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And I even asked the guy in the in the store. Yeah. I asked for the client. Hey, excuse me, sir. Uh, we're looking for some pots. Do you know where we can find it? And and th this guy, uh, the the owner of the store. Well, yeah, he looked. He changed his face, mm -hmm. but he actually was ready to provide it. Wow. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was there. I was sitting in the in the. I sat. He told me, "Wait, please. I'm going to make a couple of phone calls." I was sitting at the table with these tourists. We were waiting and waiting, and suddenly we saw that the place was becoming empty. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the other guys, the assistants, everybody was going away. Well, it, it's a long story, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I ended up, I ended up being uh, uh, interrogated. Yeah, I imagine that, that. that's the <laughs> That's the, that's the sad part of the story. I, I ended up being interrogated by the by the police officers. It was not a very it was not a, a good experience at all. But it, I think it did a little straights that uh, we need to train. We need to train new guides. Yeah. We need to even exactly. because I was a graduated person. I, I I had I had education, and still I fell in the trap. So that, that was my, that's my anecdote. I had a very, very uncomfortable moment. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy one. All right. So, um, Renato, I want to ask you about uh, the, 
situation of guides and uh, you know associations if the government doing something for you how the guides are working right now so let us know a little more uh, of the current situation absolutely Nikki. well uh, i think uh, what i what i'm seeing is that uh, it's the community of guides itself that's uh, that's uh, giving this this support it's not the government it's not the, the well i the, there there have been Uh, online trainings, <clears throat> there have been conferences, congresses, but I've asked, I've asked, uh, because I participate in this national congress of guides, and I brought the question, and, and they, they told me that there's no economic or specific help that we're getting from the government itself, but we're having lots of training, you know, lots of uh, cheer up, Uh, you can do it, and, and basically that, that's the situation. Some places are opening, fortunately, like in Michoacan. I mentioned before that uh, <clears throat> there are some migratory species, like, for example, the monarch butterfly. I don't know if you heard, if you're familiar with this species. It comes from Canada. Yeah, I know. It comes all the way to Canada in this season of the year, and it's in, it hibernates here in Michoacan. And it has some sanctuaries. Those sanctuaries have just opened again. So we, we are seeing some places reopening and, and receiving visitors again. And well, the guides are, uh, we are coming back to, to, to activity. That's what's happening, I can tell you. All right. Well, so it's the, I, th I think the government is doing some promotion anyways, right? So people can come back and visit. Uh, but it's, it's like everywhere It's mainly for locals as well. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're just we're receiving guidelines on how to deal with groups. Yeah. Post COVID and training, that's important. Most of it. Mm -hmm. All right, so Renato, let's talk about uh, what are you doing now? Because uh, I was mentioning in the beginning of the program, and there is something that is clear right now, and all everybody's saying the same thing. You have to focus on two things. It's on a specific theme mm -hmm. and go for locals. So you're working on a special project and I want you to tell us a little more. Why are you doing it? How you come up with the idea and what it is this? Because I think it's extremely interesting. It's on a small park. I think it's, you said it's 20 hectares or something like that. 20. You come up with this idea. So please let us know a little more so we can get us inspired by it very good yes sure sure actually this started this project started like two years ago i was searching for information about the main sites there are a couple of them here in in in, in Uruapan. And, and i think the most important site is the park the national park so i investigated and i found out that there's a migration or a migratory Uh, event happening in the park. Birds. Birds come to, to Mexico and to the state of Michoacan within this, within winter, in winter, you know. So I, I found, I, I thought that there, there could be a, a very good opportunity for me to develop a tour based on, on this event, no? because actually it's not promoted. If you go to the park, well, you have to look for the for the person who's in charge of biodiversity, if, if he has time, 
if he's available, he'll give you eventually a couple of minutes and explain to you. No, so so I thought, hey, this is important. Okay. I think this is important because it's it's a part of the resources of the park, and people should should be it should be more accessible to people. No, so that's how I came up with the idea. I started investigating. I got books. I researched. I read. I got myself a couple of binoculars, and I started testing with people that I that I know, testing the, the tour itself, right? Seeing how the people reacted, how much time I needed, you know, what what we what what guides normally do, you know, to 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 yeah. give life to a tour. And then I talked to the I talked to the administration of the park, I presented my project, they 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 gave me the the green lights and I've been I've been conducting improving, changing, making changes to the tour. And as you, as you mentioned before, well, the tour consists of on observing the nature. It started with mm-hmm. bird watching, but then I, I realized that I could, that, that I could uh, add, for example, insects, insects watching with, with a magnifying glass. I got myself a magnifying glass, and now I'm, I'm introducing a microscope portable microscope we we collect uh, specimens and we, we find a place and we spend a couple of minutes 10 15 minutes playing with the with the microscope so this, that's that's a, more or less the description of the tour itself okay and what do you think it's the the key of your tour so people can get interesting on well, I think one of the important parts is that it's a park. It's like a local park, but if you if you use these tools, if you use this information that I provide with, you're not going to go to leave the park with the same perception of biodiversity, with the same perception of the park of its resources. It's not like it's not like oh, I went to the park, I had a picnic, I had fun with my friends, and I left. No, this is mm-hmm. this is this is more like okay. I I've, I discovered that there are three or four endemic species that we should be proud of because they sing beautifully because they they are exclusive. No, for example. Yeah, or, Renato, um, you are also a teacher, right? Yes, I am. Language okay, because, teacher. Because uh, I remembered that you mentioned something about teaching people about the ecology too. I mean, how to, yeah. it's not just uh, showing the biodiversity, but also teaching the people how to preserve it, which I think is one of the most important things right now when you visit a park. Can uh, you tell us a little more about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, I've presented my project to the, the federal administration in charge of, of protected areas trying to implement this, uh, you know, regenerative tourism uh, aspect or side of the, of the story. Hello, hello, and hello, hello, I've been talking to, to some uh, hello, federal hello. institutions that are in charge of, of the ecology in, in the States. And uh, I, want to, I want to start implementing that part, especially uh, for students, for local students which I think is, is going to be very, I've, I've had groups 
of, of schools participating. And uh, that, that's the intention also to, to have them uh, learn concepts on how to take care of the water, for example, on the impact that that uh, little piece of trash could have if you dump it in the in the in the river because in, within the park there's a river, or or the impact that you have if you collect specimens and take them away. These kinds of thing things are I, I'm implementing them, and and I think it's going to be is going to be the following stage of the tour. Well, it's a fantastic combination between the the observation of the nature, but also how to take care of the nature. That is something that all of us, we need to be teaching right now, especially when we visit our places with locals, because I don't know why people tend to respect less the places where they belong to than foreign countries. So It's great. It's it's uh, congratulations, Renato. This is a great, great idea. Thank you. Well, let's go to my uh, preferred moment, which is uh, the best practice uh, moment. Uh, and I'm going to ask you, Renato, to share something that you think this is a very good mm -hmm. best practice with the rest of the community, or maybe something that you think is not a good idea to do. So, um, and hopefully with some examples. So, I'll let you. I'll let you share. Very good, thank you. Yes, of course. I think uh, one of the practices that I'm implementing in a gradual way, but I, that I see that it's very positive for the tour and for the, you know, for the results. Uh, it's include include other actors mm -hmm. in the tour. Like for example, in, in the park, there are there are people who sell their products. There are people who sell ice cream. There are people. Who I, I guess this is something that, that other guides do. And I invited, I've, I've invited a shaman. We have a local shaman in the park who sells his products, his, his herbs. And this gives the tourists the opportunity to, to really uh, interview and uh, know the perspective of, of a local citizen about, about park and uh, This gives them the opportunity to, to yeah, to enrich the experience, mm -hmm. and at the same time, at the same time, I think it, it gives me as a guide the opportunity to, to not to make it as a monologue. No, I think it's it's a dialogue. There are many things that that we see along the tour, and and why not? Why not invite other actors to to participate, to, to yeah. share what they know, share what they do. I think that's a very good practice. That makes the experience more and more real. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. It's uh, usually when you involve the locals, then uh, becomes a kind of a very memorable experience, especially with something yeah. so special like a shaman. Do you have another one? Yes. Well, I think um, we need to start... I think this is something that we are going to have to do. We need to start offering this the tours that we have uh, polished mm -hmm. to other audiences. No, I, I've given the example of, of my tour. I offered them to tourists, but now I'm going to start offering them to students, to to institutions, mm -hmm. and to, to have them enjoy enjoy this this uh, this experience but not from the local perspective, also from the tourist perspective too, 
because this is a park that they that locals have visited since they were kids, mm-hmm. since they were maybe one or two years old. So now my intention is to have them come back to the to the place, mm-hmm. visit it again, but with another perspective, no, with learning, with with observing, with real, with acknowledging, acknowledging that this is an important biodiversity, the flora of the fauna of its birthplace, it's something uh, important that, that we, we have to be proud of as well. And we have to know. We cannot be proud of something if we don't know it. Exactly. So that's also another, another advice that I would give. No, give the tour to other audiences. It's a very basic principle. You cannot love what you don't know. So it's a very, very important uh, thing also that um, you need to see your surroundings with new eyes. And a guide can be very, very helpful for do so. When you learn some few things uh, that you didn't know before, you can see the scenery, the, the parks, uh, your city with new eyes every time we learn something new. So. It's great. Thank you, Renato. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, I want to ask you, um, the uh, history of Mexico is really rich. And I, I was just uh, wondering, do you have a preferred moment in the history of Mexico? Well, since I'm, I'm, uh, I've been studying about the, the history of my, my place of Uruapan, mm-hmm. right now I'm very interested in the in the moment with uh, where the pre-Hispanic people mm-hmm. met the the the, con- the conquerors, not the oh, Spanish people. Okay, so the moment with Cor- uh, okay. <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's a sad moment, I guess, but it should be very interesting. And sometimes when I have uh, these crazy ideas of having a machine that travels in in times, uh, it is one of the interesting moments to see um, what kind of things. W- people was thinking in that specific moment when they saw these big ships and how they lived and very, very good. Fantastic. Well, uh, Renato, if anybody wants to reach you, how can they contact you? What is your income? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Nikki. I have a, well, on Facebook, I'm as Renato Hinojosa Blanco. Mm -hmm. Your full name. Yes. My full name. And I'm, I'm working on a website which is called Viajando por Michoacán. Viajando por Michoacán. And I, have, I, I upload pictures of my tours every week. And well, I think you can contact me either way. All right. I'll be happy to hear from you. Super. So I'm going to put that in the, uh, in the podcast uh, information. And uh, before we say goodbye, um, Renato, I want to know if you have any uh, message for our community. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I think it's an invitation, an invitation to remember that uh, in all our, in all touristic places, there is infrastructure, there's hotels, there's transportation, okay, and, uh, but then, but then you have the tourists, some tourists arrive, and they don't know what to do, they don't know what to do next, they've arrived, they have the hotel, accommodation, everything, so that's where we that's where guides. That's the importance of the of the role of a guide. Mm-hmm. We are there to 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 have uh, tourists uh, have a, a very very joyful experience. We are there to to help them understand understand things that maybe are, are obvious for other people. I, I would like to invite our audience to keep on uh, making this big effort 
to to help those tourists mm-hmm. that uh, that are looking for something to do. Hey, what what can I do? Well, that's where we are there to guide them. No, I, I think that's important. The role of the guide is is very important, and, and we need to keep working on it and, and strengthen it. Super. Well, thank you very much, Renato, uh, Renato for being with us uh, today. Uh, I hope that we can keep in contact for future uh, talks. And uh, thank you to the audience as well for being uh, another week with us. And I'll be waiting for you next week uh, with another episode from uh, somewhere in the world. So thank you very much, Renato. Thank you to the audience. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a wonderful week. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you for listening through the eyes of the guide. I hope we've been a good company and I'll be waiting for you next week with another guest from somewhere in the world to share and learn. Stay tuned.